0: I'm Paige Waterhouse.
1: And I'm Nabil Rasa.
0: From the Cavalier Daily, this is On Record.
1: After the delay of in-person classes for two weeks, the university decided to stick to their plan of beginning in-person classes on September 8th and moving students in a week before that date. This decision came after other universities, like the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and James Madison University, had shut down or sent students home in that two-week period.
0: School administrators defended their choice by saying, quote, by welcoming our students into classrooms and on grounds, with adequate testing, rules about gatherings and mask wearing, and enforcement, we will be in a better position to monitor what's happening and to contain any outbreaks, end quote. The statement was signed by President Jim Ryan, Provost Liz McGill, Executive Vice President and Chief Operating Officer J.J. Davis, and Executive Vice President for Health Affairs K. Craig Kent.
1: Even as in-person classes started at UVA, the spread of the virus locally was not under control, prompting concerns from the community about the risk college students would bring.
0: The school brought students back with a number of restrictions. Students were given the option to choose to take classes from home or move back to Grounds. Lectures with a large number of students are being offered online.
1: Not everyone is happy about students being back on Grounds. On September 2nd, roughly 50 students held a die-in on the Rotunda steps, and protested the university's decision to hold in-person classes.
0: The protesters had a specific set of demands. Most importantly, they wanted an immediate reversal of the decision to bring students back on grounds. Other demands included freezing tuition for the 2022-2023 year, hazard pay for workers, and free health care for all COVID-19 related illnesses for students, workers, and community members.
1: The demands also included an expansion of current health care benefits whistleblower protections for all staff members who report unsafe working conditions, a firing freeze of all staff, and free regular testing for students, workers, and members of the Charlottesville community.
0: The protest was organized by the United Campus Workers of Virginia and the UVA chapter of Young Democratic Socialists of America, who most recently led the push for the credit, no credit, general credit grading option to be available for students for the fall 2020 semester. These students argued that the decision to hold in-person classes was ultimately about donors and tuition money and that the university was putting students, their families, and the janitorial and groundskeeping staff at risk while offering them no hazard pay.
1: Sarandon Elliott, a third-year college student and chair of the UVA YDSA, spoke on the issue and said, quote, I'm hoping the admin realizes our lives, students, workers, and community members are at risk. UVA admin are gambling with our lives and well-being, and it's a bad bet, end quote.
0: At the time of the protests, there were 175 positive cases in the UVA community. According to the UVA COVID tracker, there have now been 984 positive cases in the UVA community since August 17th. As of right now, the university has shown no sign of reversing its decision to hold in-person classes, nor has the university indicated that it will be meeting the YDSA's other demands.
1: Some professors continue to hold in-person classes, accepting these risks. Many have noticed a dwindling number of students in in in-person classes even when the majority of students are on grounds and cleared to attend the class in person. In-person classes are required to operate in rooms at roughly 10% capacity, be social distance, and masks have to be worn at all times.
0: Students have expressed concerns about this ambiguity. One third year explained, quote, I think although we've learned a lot about the virus, there is still a lot of uncertainty as to how it is transmitted. That creates anxiety for students wanting to go to in-person, but scared they could possibly spread or contract it and then spread it to a vulnerable population. I also think people get accustomed to the comfort of their homes, end quote. We also spoke to some UVA students who are taking some in-person classes to get their perspective on the experience.
2: My name is Zach Yan. I'm a second year in the engineering school and I'm majoring in computer science. I'm taking Electrical Engineering Fundamentals 2 with Professor DeLong, that's in the E School.
3: And when did you first learn that this class would be in
2: person? I originally did not know that the class was going to be in person. On lose List and Insist, it was listed as either a hybrid class or asynchronous, but it didn't specify that we would actually have classes in person. And about a week through the semester, the professor announced that we were going to be doing partially in-person. So the class meets two times a week, and one of those days you can go in-person. It's sort of a half-lecture, half-lab class, so it makes sense that some of the class would be in-person because there are some things in the class that you just can't do online.
3: Are you required to attend in-person one day out of the week?
2: The nice thing is the class is entirely in groups. So as long as you have one of your group mates there in the class, they can do the work for you and then you can do your group right up together. And the professor specifically arranged the group so that if there is a student who can't come in, they're in a group with a student who can.
3: How did you feel about the university's decision to delay in-person classes by two weeks?
2: Definitely a decision that didn't affect me that much, and I'm grateful for that, but I think it affected a lot of other people, especially first years who already had move-in plans. That was, I'm sure, very stressful.
3: Can you describe your classroom setting, like what it looks like when you walk in? What are the safety regulations?
2: The room I'm in is Thornton A120, which is a really big lab space. Usually there are around 60 students in that class and the professors limited it to 25. We have these tables, three people per table. and Everyone can sit about eight feet apart. So even when you're just sitting, social distancing is being observed, which I think is great. The professor is also really strict about everyone wearing a mask, so he won't even let you into the classroom if you're not wearing a mask. While he's lecturing, the professor doesn't wear a mask, but he does have a plastic partition in front of him. I would feel safer if he did wear one, but I understand why he doesn't, because he feels like he can't reach the entire room since it's a fairly large space while he's wearing a mask.
3: Are there any like sanitation steps that you have to take?
2: There is hand sanitizer in the room. A lot of students use it when they leave just as a personal protection. But as far as when you enter, especially because sometimes we are touching the same equipment, I'm surprised that there isn't a requirement to use that.
3: Does that concern you at all?
2: I think the students are very responsible. And in general, I know that my groupmates are personally using hand sanitizer when they enter, and that's what directly affects me. It's not like there's some equipment that everyone is using. It's very much shared between a few small groups of people. And so as long as those groups of people have agreements where they know that they're being safe, then I think that's probably okay.
3: Has it been difficult if you have like any group mates that decide to not show up for the in-person class or are unable to do so to kind of like coordinate work or answers?
2: We've been fortunate enough where usually the experimental portion of the lab is something that only one person would be doing anyway. So we've had several scenarios where it's just been one person in class because we realized it would be more efficient to have two people at home over Zoom working on the write-up or working with some software or something else similar.
3: With ground being so empty and the classroom itself, like being really empty, what was like the general feeling of being one of the few that could attend in person?
2: I was excited at first, just to be able to do something in person. Had all of my classes been in person, I definitely would have been more worried, especially in a space like a lecture hall. But just by the very nature of this class being in such a laboratory setting, I was looking forward to that, at least to be able to get out of the house one day a week. As for what it was like with no one around, it was definitely eerie at first. I'm really used to the e-school being this like bustling path. When there's no one there, it's very strange. As for the classroom, I enjoy having all the extra space.
3: On top of convenience, do you generally feel safe um, coming to Grounds to take your class?
2: I do generally feel safe. Everyone I pass is always wearing a mask, especially once I get on Grounds. If I'm walking down a side street, I'll personally be carrying one and I'd say, 80% of the people I pass will also be wearing one.
3: Do you know of any students in your class that have contracted the virus?
2: I have not heard of anything. I think most students in that class would let us know if they got sick. I know my, for certain that my groupmates would, and that's really all that matters because those are the only people I really interact with in that class.
3: Do you have any hopes for moving forward and next semester?
2: Part of me really wants to just be in person again and be back to normal but I don't think we're there yet, and I will be surprised if we're there yet at the start of spring semester as well. The university should really continue what it's doing, let the professors decide, because from what I've seen, the professors really do care about this and they are making the smart
4: decisions. My name is Daniel Podrotsky. I'm a second year economics major in the College of Arts and Sciences.
3: Okay, and you are taking an in-person class can you identify the class that you're taking and the professor it's with.
4: Yeah, it's a seminar in the politics department. About fifteen people. It's with Professor Gerard Alexander.
3: And when did you first learn that this class was going to be in person? And what was your reaction to
4: that? I'm trying to remember, this was probably back in. Um, so I think pretty much from the start, just because of its size, um, I knew that it was more likely to be an in-person class.
3: And how did that? How do you feel about that
4: decision? Um, I was, I think, back in the spring looking forward to in-person classes just because, you know, there was still a lot of uncertainty about how uh, well we would handle the virus situation and uh, obviously transitioning to online back in the spring semester. Like a lot of kids, I was, you know, definitely missing the in-person class feel. So I think I was was eager to try to get an in-person class back then, especially because I knew I was gonna be in Charlottesville pretty much regardless for this fall.
3: So switching gears here a little bit, um, can you describe your classroom setting? What sort of safety regulations are in place when you walk in?
4: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's in New Cabell um, and yeah, third floor of New Cabell. Um, there are hand sanitizer dispensers throughout New Cabell. There's one right outside the door so you can use that like right after you touch the door handle to get in, um, all the seats are in specific locations, um, more than six feet apart, and we're all obviously wearing masks throughout the class. So, I think the spacing's good. I was I was definitely a little bit surprised that we weren't in a in a larger room because this was a the size of the classroom we're in is a it's a classroom that I had discussions in before the virus started. Um, meaning that it's just like, it's a typical discussion size classroom. So I was surprised they didn't try to move us to a larger venue. But um, that said, because the seats are spaced in such a way, um, I still feel like we're, for the most part, doing, doing well. And we prop the windows open for whatever that's worth uh, when the class is in sessions. So um, I felt comfortable throughout the experience.
3: Is online still an option for this course? Are there students that are taking it?
4: Um, There there are students I think every week we've had at least one person who's been kind of zoomed into the class and that's definitely presented some challenges just from a tech perspective of of trying to set up the classroom in a way that students who are online can still contribute and participate and see notes that are on the board. So I think at most we've had uh, Three kids uh, zooming into the class where I think 11 were in person, or 12 were in person. And we have not had any weeks where um, the entire class has been in person, because I think there's at least one student who's, who's at home for the semester. In order to gain
1: a professor's perspective on in-person classes, we spoke to Professor Wyatt Anders of the Media Studies Department. Right. Um, do you mind just introducing yourself and uh, your role at UVA?
5: Yes, I'm Wyatt. Andrews, and I'm a professor of practice in the Department of Media Studies. Um, so you're teaching a class in person this semester, right? I'm teaching two classes in person, and how big are those classes typically? So the, uh, I teach a um, a group of 14 students who are taking basic news reporting, actual hands-on news reporting, and um, I I have. Very early on, I urged those students to hang on to the possibility that that reporting would be best taught and reporting would be best done if we could figure out a way to do it safely and in person. My second class is a 60-student class course called The News Media, (laughs) and in that class, the uh, the college gave me chem 402 you know that massive 500 seat auditorium in the chemistry building and you know the truth is uh, out of 60 students maybe maybe 20 were there today and and that's been about the track record and i uh, you know and I, a lot of students are a lot of students i think are not coming to cl- even though it's available to them on in, in person and uh, and they're here and most of them are upper-class students living off ground and therefore here in Charlottesville um, there are a lot of factors that work against students actually coming in person I asked about it once and there were a, a variety of answers starting with safety concerns starting with online classes being in front of my class or on the other side and what I think a lot of students maybe didn't say is that I think some students out there are uh, finding it easier to, um, you know, they want to be out and about, but on any one particular day, it's, uh, it's just fine to stay home and take something over Zoom.
1: You already mentioned part of your decision to teach in person, but could you speak a
5: little bit more about that and how you weighed the potential risks? Well, the, you know, I, I, I share this with a a lot of professors. You know, if you just, from our perspective, in-person teaching is just better because, you know, mostly because you are able to read the reactions of your students' faces and understand when you are breaking through and when you are not.
1: Gotcha, so in your 60-person class you've mentioned, Um, about 20 students are showing up. Is that a trend that has been replicated across the university from what you've heard or is it specific to your class?
5: That's a great question. Um, There there was a UVA Today article that featured um, a professor doing a class in Chem 402 and that professor had a lot more students than 20. In there, and I, I and I remember remarking to myself, I, I wonder how he does that, um, you know, because I the I, I you know I couldn't count in the in the picture how many students there were, but there were a lot more than you know than had shown up for, for my class in the previous couple of lectures, and um, I remember that's when I asked the students I asked the students to submit if they felt like it and completely on an optional basis through the um, anonymous. Uh, you know, the anonymous conversation tab that we all have on CoLab, I ask them just go ahead and use that. You can send me an email and put your name to it, but I really wanna know what's going on with you guys.
1: So hearing from other professors who have chosen to teach classes purely online um, and especially classes that could possibly be in person, some of these smaller seminars, for example, um, what reasons have you heard primarily?
5: Overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, those professors who um, very early on opted for online only um, felt that there was just too much of a risk in encouraging people to come back. And th- in their opinion, the, the, uh, the, the risk factor needed to be as close to zero as possible. So we're looking at another semester, which will
1: most likely be um, a majority online or at least online options primarily do you think that there will be an increase in uh, in in-person class participation do you think more professors will decide to teach in person how do you see this turning out
5: i think as we're taping this podcast we don't know and there's no way to know because um, if you look, UVA seems to be doing well. I mean, I'm sure you see the daily stats as much as I do. We had some horrendous uh, spikes going back two or three weeks. And, you know, I'm not the only person, I'll bet you're one of them, right? That, That who thought, oh my God, if these spikes keep up, they're gonna have to call it off and go all online. And then demonstrably the number of cases here has uh, the, the average has significantly lowered, and the number of hospitalizations has significantly lowered. But the national statistics, right now, again, as we tape this, the national statistics show a full-on second wave. And it's hard to believe that uh, this area of Virginia is going to be completely immune uh, or completely safeguarded from interaction with that second wave.
1: So, looking beyond this current pandemic, a lot of schools have obviously shifted online and will hopefully be shifting back, but do you think this means anything for the future of higher education in
5: general? You know, that's such a smart question, and I think the answer is unbelievably simple. That There is no doubt that some classes can and should be and are better online. I think on the other side of this, there is no doubt we're going to have far more online classes than we used to, and that's, uh, and that's entirely a good thing. It would, it's, it's a way to expose our faculty to more individuals.
1: All right, well, Professor Andrews, thank you so much for, um, for sitting down for this interview. Um, I really appreciate it. It will be interesting to see how UVA will shift its policies as the semester continues, and even more broadly, how distance education will evolve as student preferences and attitudes towards learning within the UVA community change.
0: On Record is written by Neela Connaughton, Will Bird, Peyton Guthrie, Sophia Moore, Genevieve Charles, Maggie Lynn, Karen Sun, Ariana Aronson, and Kristen Davidson-Schwartz.
1: The show is produced by Grace Fluharty, Ann Williams, David Hunt, and Carmen Mew.
0: Our editor is Nabil Raza.
1: Also, happy birthday to the Cavalier Daily's operations manager, Ankit Agarwal.
0: Hope you have a great day. Thanks for
5: listening. This has been On Record.